Hey everyone, it's John Gonzalez from MLive.com and Michigan's Best. Today we're talking summer, Silver Lake, and sand dunes. It's all coming up next on the Michigan's Best podcast. As I said, it's time to talk uh, summer, Silver Lake, sand dunes, and of course, how to spend up here in Michigan this summer. Uh, joining us on today's podcast is Jody Johnston. He is uh, the park manager at Silver Lake State Park in Mears, Michigan. How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show. And also joining us is Scott Beal. He's the executive director at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes Heart Visitors Bureau. How you doing, uh, Scott? Good, good. Glad to be here. Let's get right to it. In fact, if people have never been to Silver Lake or they don't know much about your sand dunes, what is it? Where are you? Well, we're, uh, uh, I like to say we're 20 miles north of Muskegon and 20 miles south of Ludington. And that kind of helps people get a feel for where we are. Of course, right on the west coast of Michigan. And uh, we're very close to, um, obviously, Grand Rapids and all the areas east of us that all the big cities and uh, that's frankly with the uh, you know pandemic and COVID-19 we've seen a huge increase in visitors from Michigan you know last year and this year uh, which is great you know sometimes folks don't know what's in their own backyard. Yeah no that that is definitely a good point that people are indeed exploring Michigan and, and getting to places they've maybe haven't been to in a long time or they've never been to, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's fantastic. Well, uh, Jody, you're on the show because, well, you I mean, you're, you're at the state park, right? <laughs> and uh, that's what a lot of people go when they go to Silver Lake. That's what they want to experience. There are many things to experience in Silver Lake. That's true. But the big draw is the off-road riding portion of the sand dunes that we have. That's what's unique, not only to Michigan, but in the Midwest, we're the only sand dune riding place uh, for off-road vehicles that are permitted. So that's what our big draw is, amongst other things. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's really probably the biggest destination, other than some great restaurants as, as well in the area. Uh, I know that for a fact. But off-road vehicles, ORV, which you'll see everywhere, uh, you'll see that uh, kind of that theme uh, in Michigan, if you're a Michigander or coming to Michigan for the first time. And Scott, I would imagine that's part of the marketing or part of getting the word out there about what attractions you have in the area? It is. It, it's uh, definitely the number one reason the visitors uh, come to Silver Lake, and uh, but we also try to let them know that there's, um, you know, other things to do in the area. Also, uh, for an example, just in the state park, one third of the dunes is reserved for the Mac Woods Dune Rides, and um, that is the an iconic attraction. Uh, it's actually been, um, uh, last year, because of COVID, we didn't get to really celebrate, but they've been running those dune rides for 90 years. This will be their 91st year. That's incredible. A lot of, a lot of tradition there. People, of course, know that tradition and go up there for that every year. But Jody, you had a, a delay in opening, right? You didn't open last year until mid June, and I know this year you're opening April 1st. Right. Last year, as many people are aware, there were some COVID issues. I mean, we still have COVID issues to deal with, but the plan right now is to still open April 1st for the off-road vehicle area and our campgrounds. Uh, you know, a campground will be open April 1st, but not in a complete full hookup. But we uh, we anticipate it's always April 1st, except for last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that people coming out on April 1st this year and excited to get back there are going to see some new features, some things are going to go, whoa, wait a minute, what's what's going on here? 
Yes. Yes. There, there are actually several new things and, and some were new back in even 2019, but unfortunately because of the COVID issues last year, we didn't really get to celebrate those and make them real well known to people who didn't come and see them. Uh, but one of the biggest things that people will notice is that we built a, an additional parking lot uh, near what we call the welcome center, just down the road from the ORV entrance to the dunes. Uh, so we have two parking lots for those folks who need to park and unload. Of course, they do fill up every single weekend. Uh, we, inc we also have a lease that we work with the County Road Commission. There's one section of roadway that we allow off-road vehicles to operate on the road. Typically, the off-road vehicles are not permitted on the roadways in, in this area, except for this small area I was talking about, to gain access. We, uh, we doubled the width of our entrance road that goes into the sand dunes. That was a bottleneck for traffic for many years. Uh, that was a pretty expensive uh, and, and, and difficult challenge to overcome, mostly because the entire area, the, the, the dunes, uh, is considered a critical dune landmass, which is kind of similar to a very highly regu regulated landmass like, like a wetland. Um, there are certain rules and, and laws that we can and can't do certain things in. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's several things and changes that we've done. We have outhouses up in the sand dunes for people to use facilities there, as well as a food concession uh, to give people what amenities we feel they need to help enjoy the, the park when they're there. Um, yeah, I was, re I was reading that and I said, wait a minute, that's right. I don't remember restrooms being out there, right? No, no, they were the, we have a total of seven outhouses. Now they're not a full, you know, flowing water, flush toilet bathroom, of course, they're a, an outhouse. We call them a vault toilet. There are actually seven of them out in the dunes and we service them and, you know, uh, they're self-contained, uh, but people can utilize those services and not have to drive in their offer a vehicle down to the parking lot to use our, our normal bathroom building, adding to traffic congestion. Like I said, it is a, a very, very busy park on the weekends and, and traffic and congestion can become an issue and sometimes frustrating for some folks. But And that food truck's going to be out there um, starting April 1st or later in the month? Or uh, later usually in the year? it's about mid-May, Memorial Day weekend, uh, and, and it's a food trailer, actually. We had the idea of a food truck, but it's actually a food trailer, and it's out near the beach area uh, to provide a service. You know, it's not in the parking lot. We don't want this, you know, services in the parking lot to draw more traffic problems, and we're not here to compete with local businesses. The idea is to give people what they want or need up in the dunes, uh, but yep, it should be out there Memorial Day to Labor Day, at least, maybe a little bit beyond those that window. Scott, what kind of people are coming out to experience this? Because I know you don't have to have your own off-road vehicle. There are places you can rent them out there. You can you can bring your own vehicle. But you know, what's that experience like uh, coming out there? What, what what are the different options? Well, it it really does run the uh, all the way from the uh, dedicated ORV enthusiast who has their own side by side or four wheeler uh, motorbikes uh, trail bikes, but uh, and then it as you said, um, folks can rent vehicles uh, that helps them get out there and experience it and drive themselves with instruction prior to, but it's also the type of thing that, um, you know, they feel safer out there because it's just a, you know, they get that course and that instruction and everything. And, uh, and then if folks have a, uh, their own four wheel drive vehicle, uh, Jody knows that's the number one uh, questions we get is how do I get my own vehicle out there and it's very unique and iconic in the fact that all they have to do is use their four-wheel drive 
lower their tire pressure to 12 or 13 PSI, and then they have to have a dune safety flag and the correct permits. But uh, it's really, um, people are just amazed that they can take their Ford F-150 out there. And uh, we do tell them to be careful. You know, you're just cruising around. You're not trying to, you know, go crazy like a vehicle that's built for off-road. But uh, it really is iconic that they can do three different options to go out there. Jody, I, I just hearing that, I didn't know that myself. Yeah, like I said, to reiterate what Scott said, the biggest thing to make a, a, a vehicle go in the dunes better or, or even to be able to do it is to that tire pressure. That's the, the biggest thing and, and the biggest problem we see. People do not want to let the tire pressure out of their tires mm -hmm. lower than 20 or 25 pounds. And you're going to find yourself stuck and you're going to find yourself damaging your vehicle. You're better to lower the air pressure to a maximum of 12 or 13 pounds. Um, and then the tires will sit on top of that sand and you can cruise around much easier and the scenery is absolutely beautiful. And, and half of the sport has become a spectator sport to watch the other people with the high-end vehicles or the ones that are made for off-road. And, and of course, we all know that the there's SUVs out there and ORVs, you know, side-by-side -side vehicles that are available for anyone. So there are there are vehicles for anybody's skill set or how much you want to spend, mm -hmm. all those factors. Well, I know for Scott, it, it doesn't matter. He spends whatever, right, Scott? <laughs> you, you bring out all your cars out there, all your trucks. Yeah, it, you know, again, the, the folks are so excited when they learn they can take their own vehicle out there. And, uh, you, you know, you tell them what all the OR, DNR ORV permits are and the flag and the mount. And, uh, you know, it adds up to a decent chunk of money, but... Uh, very rarely, you know, do they even care, you know, they're curious, but uh, to them, it's like more than worth it. And again, the DNR permits are annual passes. So uh, if they're from anywhere within, you know, a decent drive, they can go out more than any, as many times during the year as they'd like. Can you give us some tips, Scott, of, of, of if we're planning a trip to come up there? I mean, I would imagine early in the season is better than late in the season. Or what, what, is, the, what is it like, the, the traffic flow there? And how many people do you get a year? Well, uh, the uh, Jody and I talked a few weeks ago. Um, uh, it was almost like estimated 1.6 million last year, Jody, right? Yeah, that was kind of a record year. And as many people know, outdoor recreation all over the state was, a, was on the increase probably because of the COVID issues. People sought outdoor activities, uh, hopefully that it was seen that it was a safer thing to do. Uh, but yeah, we routinely have at least a million visitors at the park each year, 1.2, 1.4, uh, extremely busy place, which is great. You know, we need the visitors in the area to come and enjoy the park. And that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. So Scott, is it on, on the weekends that you're the busiest then? Or like, do I come up on a Tuesday, Wednesday? It's the best, best bet in June. Yeah, it really is. Uh, uh, April, May, and June during the week is awesome, you know, for somebody to come out and uh, especially for the first time and kind of learn the area and get their flag done and learn, you know, let the tire pressure out. And again, as Jody said, people don't trust us that they, we want them to lower their tires to 12. <laughs> and, um, 
They just don't believe it. On the highway like that, I have an air station at the Welcome Center where you can air the tires right back up, free of charge. You know, don't yep. drive down the highway with your tires at 12 pounds, but when you go into the dunes, lower that pressure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that you answered that because I was thinking in my head, like, how do I do this? Do I go to the gas station and look yeah, at I, I have an air station uh, with seven different stations with two hoses at each place, uh, and that's free of charge for our people, our visitors to use. That's That's great. Uh, yeah, as soon as I as soon as I tell them that uh, you know there's 15 whatever air pumps over there, uh, that really turns the light bulb on, so to speak, where they're like, oh, okay, so you know it is safe to let the air out of my tires, and that's why they have all the air pumps, you know, complementary to put the air back in your tires. That's when they really realize that you know this is safe, and you know many, many people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. What um, you mentioned, just got the, the attractions in the area, uh, Mac Dunes, and what, what else can people experience in the Silver Lake area? Well, beyond the dunes and Mac Woods, Mac Woods, of course, as I said, is a great introduction to the dunes and a great way to see them. And frankly, uh, even people that bring their own vehicles or use their uh, private vehicle, I tell them try Macwoods first and that'll give you a good feel for it, you know, and then you can go out yourself into the ORV area. Um, but at, beyond that, for the family, obviously they want to have other things to do and there's a lot of farm markets and uh, wineries, things like that, a brewery in Hart, Big Heart Brewery, and uh, also some iconic places people can go like Lewis Farm, Lewis Adventure Farm and Zoo, <laughs> they just changed their name. <laughs> and um, uh, that is an iconic petting zoo and many, many games for the kids along with a farmer's market and it's a working farm. Uh, and then Country Dairy where they can, uh, actually the kids can graduate from Moo School and um, they go through a whole class, couple hour tour and learn how the milk is made and they get to pet the cows and things like that. So, uh, you know, again, a real working dairy. So uh, people just love the fact that, you know, there's, and in downtown Silver Lake has uh, Craig's Cruisers, which people, a lot of people in Michigan are familiar with from the other, the ones in the other cities like Holland and Grand Rapids. And they um, can have the kids you know, have fun with the go-karts and all the games and putt-putt and things like that. So uh, it's definitely something that families can enjoy it. It's not just for the hardcore ORV enthusiasts. Jody, if you don't mind, can you give us uh, real quick uh, as we wrap things up here, um, some of the COVID protocols uh, for the state park and also where people can get more information about, you know, cost and reservations and so forth. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend, uh, you know, going to the DNR's website, uh, michigan.gov slash DNR, and you can get a lot of information on all state parks. You can make reservations for camping. You can also click on uh, things to do like ORV, and then it will lead you within just a couple of button clicks to get you to Silver Lake State Park. And you'll see some of the rules about flag location and permits that are needed and some safety things. We obviously want people to have a, a safe and enjoyable time um, but that'll get you to the state park website for us at the park. Um, you can also email me. I'll try to email my, my email is Johnston J3, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, J3 at michigan.gov. 
uh, send me an email if you have any questions. I'll try my best to answer. Um, we do still have some COVID issues to deal with out there. So we ask that people still practice social distancing, uh, wear their mask if they're inside uh, any of our buildings or within six feet of other people, you know, wash your hands, you know, and uh, of course, uh, all those things that most of us have heard many times before this. Well, Scott, um, you obviously have a great website and a, and, a, and a great resource for those that want to explore the area, not only to get, I'm sure you have links to the state park and everything, uh, tell us more about some of the things on your website and uh, how people can make uh, make the most out of their visit. Yeah, the, again, it, uh, we have uh, more than enough information about the ORVs and uh, how to access the dunes because obviously that's the major questions that people have. But like any website, we have all the lodging options, the restaurants, the fun attractions. So it really is a one-stop shop and we have obviously links to the DNR. And uh, so yeah, people can download maps and they can even download the whole visitor guide. Your website again is? Thinkdunes.com. Thinkdunes.com. I've been there many times. Love it, a great resource. Scott, anything else that you wanna add before we wrap it up? No, I think that covers it. Where, as Jody said, um, the businesses, uh, you know, just like last summer, they're very conscious of the COVID protocols and uh, all the restaurants and hotels especially have made a lot of changes and in procedures and just the physical uh, layout to make sure that the visitors are safe. And uh, as an example, last summer, there was no problems at all with the visitors that came to Silver Lake June through October. That's fantastic. Jody, anything last thing you wanna add? I'd probably just highly recommend remind people to if they've never been to Silver Lake or who've been here in the past, plan ahead, uh, check out the websites, make reservations because it is a very, very busy place. So if you come in the busy summertime season, expect many other people. Um, and if you do your planning ahead, that helps alleviate some headaches that can go with you know, very high traffic, busy areas. All right, Jody Johnston from the uh, DNR State Park. Uh, Scott Beal from the Obviously, the Silver Lake uh, Visitors Bureau area. We appreciate you being on today's podcast, and we'll see you both on the dunes. Thank you. Thank you.